inserting the cartridge of chat into the slot of podcasts. It's the This Game Where podcast with me, Chris, and... Me, Ashley. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Well done for getting through 2020. I think We're just going to skirt over Chris's nonsense. <laughs> it made 2020 worse for me, those introductions, so I'm hoping they get better through this year. Well, based on that, As they're clearly, clearly going to get worse, aren't they? Yeah, that was definitely worse. That might be the worst one. Yeah. How are you? You doing am, all right? I am, like I said, really scraping the barrel with these now. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I've got a bit of a buzz. Um, my brother got me a crate of 24 cans of Brewdog beer for Christmas, and I'm working my way through them. How about you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Christmas was good. Or was, yeah, I mean, I was going to say Christmas was as good as it could be, but actually it's been really nice just sort of being me and Hannah not having to rush around and stuff yeah, to different yeah. people's houses and that. Just chilling. Not that I don't like doing all that in a normal Christmas year, but... It's felt more sedate, definitely. It has, yeah. Well, the game I want to talk about today is a game my daughter actually got for Christmas. Ah, right. New one rather yeah. than an old one. So we're going to go new, back. Newy but a goodie. Yeah. It's a game that I've been playing with her two players. So she got Christmas Day, which is about 10 days ago at the time of recording. And we've played it for 21 hours since then. Oh, that's not bad. A couple <laughs> of hours a day. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, there was one day where we played it for about six hours nonstop. So. Oh, so you've had some days off. You're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. That's balanced. Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's probably fine, isn't it? I, th- I think it's definitely fine. Okay. So the game... We We've been enjoying it's this game where you play as superheroes you pick up a lot of collectibles yeah it's based on two animated films right okay the incredibles one is it the lego incredibles yes it is it's is the it? lego incredibles okay. i thought it might be some kind of dc because i know that we obviously had dc supervillains um during lockdown and that she was well into that so i was kind of thinking it might be like a superheroes a marvel superheroes or something like that but it's incredibles hmm i mean this is going to be interesting given that all lego games are the same well, this one is... Right. Well... I was hoping okay. you were going to no. say that. Oh, no. You're no. slipping... You're it's, sliding back. Oh, he's, oh, God. It's essentially the same. But oh, no. There, there are some differences. Right. Okay. Some, so is this, just, is this just a 10-minute podcast where you tell us the differences between this and other LEGO games, and then we can put you to bed? <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> no comment. Oh, God. All right, come on. It needs to be a quick one, though, won't it? Happy New Year to everyone. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that... that that's what we're offering people. The upside to this episode is you don't have to listen to us for very long. Yeah, we'll be we, done in 10 minutes. We've come back after New Year with a bang, a 10-minute episode about Lego yeah, Incredibles. We, we know our audience and we know what they want and it's less of us. <laughs> we've really hit 2021, the ground running with an episode on Lego Incredibles. So yeah, this is a start game, as you mean to go on. This is a game that released in summer 2018 on Xbox One, PS4 and Switch. Came out at the same hmm. time as the second Incredibles film. You've not seen, have you? No, no, I haven't. So the Incredibles, the original Incredibles, I know it's got a lot of fans, but I'm not really one of them. I think it's one of the more sedate, bland affairs from Pixar. How many times have you watched it? A couple of times. I watched it with intent uh, the first time, and then it's the sort of film that you catch on TV at Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, when enough. it's on. So, so the first time I watched it, I wasn't taken with it at all and thought pretty much the same as you that it was, I just wasn't impressed at all. And the second time I watched it, I thought it was absolutely incredible. Well, hey. Yeah. And then the second one, I think is actually better. Really? Hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to watch it then. 
You are going to have to. I bet they're both in Disney Plus. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, so I'll give that a watch. Uh, speaking of Pixar, since as we've got some time to spare, have you watched Soul? No, I have not. No, no. You see, that is a good film, and it does some interesting things pacing-wise, which I wasn't sure about when I was watching it. But looking back on it, I think were really nice. It's quite a spacey film, if that <laughs> makes sense, pace-wise. And the the opening to it, the first twenty minutes maybe, feel quite open. Okay. I don't really know how to explain this. My words are never good on the best of times on a Sunday evening but after Christmas and, and and sort of taking it easy it's taken a lot to kick my brain into gear enough to me catch you on the so hook expect, with this yeah expect me to sound even more dopey than normal but anyway yeah Soul is good it does some interesting things pace wise and the story is cool I like the story okay I was told to bring my tissues but I didn't really feel that I needed to bring my tissues have you seen Onward because I told you to take tissues yes I? yeah I have seen Onward I didn't think that was particularly good really oh. yeah but it's okay. Right. I really like Pixar films. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't sound like I do, well, but I do like Pixar as a, as a rule. That will be useful for this episode. So I wanted to talk about this as well because we talked about film tie-ins in our last proper episode on Toy Story, which again is another yeah. Pixar tie-in. Oh, was tie-in. that our last episode? Well, I mean, we did do the uh, Neopets one. I don't know if that counts as a, a proper game though. Mm, but yeah, of course it does. Debatable. I haven't checked in with it since January the 1st. I should have mm. done fallen by the wayside Mm. so yes this is another Lego game developed by Traveller's Tales which you can tell because it is identical in every sense basically building a Lego game is probably like playing Lego and you just put it together in the same it's the same engine it's been the same yeah. engine for ages hasn't it got your character and roster I, with all the characters different abilities you go yeah through they all have the same sorts of abilities yeah, even from game to game and that's I'm not going to shit on Lego games because I enjoy playing them yeah they're very easy going games and I can play ones that even I don't know what the underpinning franchise is. So, you know, like if I didn't know what it was all about, I'd still play it probably. Yes, you're right. They do all follow pretty much an identical pattern. And this one, unsurprisingly, follows the plot of both Incredibles films. It follows the plot of the second film first, and then you play through the first film after that. The only reason for that being, I can assume, is because this was released to time with the second film. Mm, right, okay. Uh, I cut, So Jurassic Park, the Jurassic Park Lego game, yeah. that that had all three films in. And I think... It had all four, didn't it? It had the, um, the, the, the new one as was well. Was it all four? Yeah. Yes, you're right, actually. Sorry. Because that was timed to come out alongside, or it just was. after Jurassic World. And you get dropped off on an island, which then you can move from one film to another. So, like, you could play a little, a few levels yeah. of number one, then go to number three and jump around, which is what I would have thought that, well, what I would have thought they'd do for this game is do it chronologically and do number one, number two. No. And the only reason I can think of is that people would have gone see the film and then, oh, let's let's go play the game. Oh, look, but it's, why it's didn't they the take film. the same tack that they took with Jurassic Park is what's going in, on in my no, head. I just got absolutely no idea. Yeah, don't know. No. You play through the second film and as you go through the missions that follow the plot of the film, there's then this big open world city, which again, that's what they've been doing the last few mm. games. Actually, the, the open world isn't quite as big as... Some of them have been. It's probably about as big as the Lego DC Supervillains mm. one, but it feels a lot more sparse and spread out a lot more. It's not as interesting to play around, certainly, which I will talk about a bit later on. So after the first mission, you end up at this swanky new house that they get as part of the plot of the second Incredibles film, spoiler alert. And that's then becomes like a bit of a base for you to do bits and bobs from that. And you can go to visit Edna Mode, the little 
fashion designer character and go inside her house and you then just play through like i said the, the plot of the second film and then go back to do the, the first film and that's it there's 12 missions in total how long are they how big are they short for lego games i would say Really? Okay, yeah. so you've got less missions, less time. The thing is, sometimes I get into a Lego game and I get two-thirds of the way through and I feel like I should be done. And one of the ones that I did enjoy more than others was the Lego movie, the video game. Oh, I've not played that one. Right, well, that one's good. And one of the things that's good about it is that things are a little bit more condensed. You're racing through it in comparison to other ones that sort of everything's a little bit spread out and your levels are fairly concise and your overworld is fairly concise. Your little sandbox area is fairly small. And I actually kind of found that quite refreshing. Right. Yeah, maybe that would be the same for The Incredibles 2 or, or The Incredibles, Lego Incredibles. Maybe I'd like that. It does have within the sandbox open world, it does have this thing called crime ways, which I do really like. So the map is split into, I think, 10 areas, like it's the industrial district, the financial district. And as you explore, one of the areas might be flashing red on your little mini map. And when you go to it, it then says, oh, there's a crime wave, there's a super villain that has taken over. And you're then sort of locked into that area and you can leave it and do other stuff if you want to but it will then end the, the crime wave you have to go back and restart it and there'll be two or three characters who give you little missions so the first one you unlock there's a character created for the game i think called brain freezer who's an ice cream themed bad guy so the missions are there's one where one of the cronies has taken this ice cream truck so you have to go and find it kill the bad guys then to re-deliver it back to the person it then unlocks the area frees it from this crime wave and then all the collectibles appear on the map so you know exactly where to go to find them all and mm. then a crime wave will then trigger in the next area that sounds sort of like an assassin's creed style climb the tower synchronize with your area and then you get all the information for that part of the map like breath of the wild yes yes and no but ye mostly yes in like assassin's creed or far cry or that kind of game like that open sandbox world stuff you would climb the tower you would what in assassin's creed parlance is synchronize with uh the tower that you've climbed right. and then that would tell you there is um something interesting here there's like a little mystery here and this area there is something that you can collect and so on so it would give you all the information and that's i think what you're saying about the incredibles essentially yeah it just dumps everything on the map and literally it then becomes right i've got this map if i go to this point i will pick this up one of the main things which i want to talk about a bit later anyway is that this game feels like it's been designed it's much more child friendly which i think is fair it goes with the territory a lot more than you know dc supervillains is probably a bit more grown up my daughter's just over six and let's she... just let's just point out we're talking very relatively <laughs> oh yeah completely but yeah it's a bit more grown up it's still lego dc supervillains <laughs> all right fair point saying that as somebody that plays the games so i'm very very aware that they are made for kids primarily. i can see that but this one feels more like it's more for younger children. Yeah. They've gone to some length to make it more accessible. Yes. Yeah. It's similar again to Lego Ninjago, uh, the movie, the game. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's one of the games that people have quite enjoyed of, of late because it does something slightly different with the combat system. So you, you can actually do combos in this. It's not just button mm -hmm. mashing. They're very rudimentary and simple. And I think one of the reasons is because it can serve as kiddies first combat system 
for lack of a better way of saying it um so yeah that game it felt like they were trying to make something like you know like batman arkham asylums timed combat and counters and things yeah it felt like they were trying to make that but for kids that so that they can access something like with with that complexity but with accessibility as well so this has a combat system where when you're when you attack multiple enemies it then builds up and then you can then press a button and then launches a a meter on the screen and then you have to really tap i think it's y on the switch press it really quickly to fill up this lightning bolt as much as possible and the more taps you do the more it fills up and then it unleashes this super attack right okay uh, that sounds so is it still one button combat yeah, yeah, yeah essentially okay. so you, yeah okay it sounds like they might have incorporated some of the stuff from ninjago into that because that was one of the elements that people did like about it one set of collectibles are the Incredibricks, which are, there's over a hundred of them scattered throughout the map. And there are also these big panels where if you stand on these panels and you've got enough Incredibricks, you then go into this little mini game almost as where the Incredibles are all grouped together and they work together as a team to use the Incredibricks to build something massive, like a, a tower or a statue or something. And these, again, mini games are where you've got the four characters, the four main Incredibles, and you switch between them by pressing the button to switch between characters. And then there's this little me to we have to tap a really quickly and to do some of them i had to put it down a bit like track and field and put the control down the table and just really tap a really really quickly to try and fill oh, no. the meter up and that then switch to the next very character. accessible chris oh it's, it's well i'm just really trying to get it done as much as uh, as quickly as possible they are pretty straightforward still but okay. it's just it, it's again the point i'm getting at it's something a bit different and a bit fun i think they're, they're quite nice Is it? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But within that, there are also, once you do each crime wave, it then unlocks in each of the areas, it unlocks a thing called a Pixar build. Now, I mentioned these in an earlier episode. The roster of characters in the game, there's over 100 characters, and even by stretching the Incredibles films as much as possible, you're not going to get 100 characters. So they've incorporated loads of Pixar ones as well, and that's okay. been where we've got lots of enjoyment, is by getting the Pixar characters. So the first one we unlocked was a Pixar build on some docks they built this coral reef which then sunk under the water and yeah. then it rose up again dory was there so then we unlocked as a dory playable character as a playable character so what she swims around the levels so in the when you go on land she then gets encased in this bubble of water and then she then goes around and you can attack enemies as dory you can explore as dory is she like a bubble of water with a body? No, she's a, it's the fish trapped inside a bubble of water, and the, it's the bubble of water that goes around. The... I, uh, I'd be quite interested to see how they've done that. I don't. It's really fun. One of the characters we've unlocked is Lightning McQueen from Cars, and doing battles as Lightning McQueen. So you're how fighting big is bad he? Guys, like a minifig sort of like size, like a little so toy a car. Small. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, it does sound fun. I th- yeah. I like the idea of unlocking like Buzz and Woody and stuff later on. And yeah, well, Woody, for example, can summon Bullseye. And you can then ride around levels on Bullseye. My favourite one was when there was a construction yard and there was a Pixar build at the construction yard, which then built the house from up, which we then unlocked Russell, the kid, who can then summon Kevin, the bird from up, and ride around on Kevin, which I also quite liked. So I'm now, I now that I'm getting to grips with what this is, okay, I'm going to propose something. Okay. This sounds brilliant, but would be better served in a more high-profile franchise than The Incredibles. So what they've done is they've taken The Incredibles and they've bolstered it with all of the better franchises like Toy Story, like Finding Nemo. If they did exactly the same thing, but in a Toy Story game, I think that would have been better. Or even had done a Lego Pixar game and just done a bit of everything. Yeah, 
something like that. You know, like like the Mario 35th anniversary or 3D mm. All-Stars, but for Lego Pixar stuff. So they could choose, they could take Toy Story and condense that into a set of levels. They could take Incredibles if you wanted and condense that down into some levels and so on. Cars into some levels and whatnot that sounds better but i'm inventing the game that doesn't exist rather than talking about yours sorry no i mean (laughs) the point you're getting at is what i feel they are getting at with this i think that they had created this game and then realized we just need to flesh it out a bit so for example when you do levels you unlock vehicles and we now get to the point where we're unlocking vehicles so we've unlocked the house from up which you then jump into and it's i really like this effect they've got so mr incredible for example if he rides it he's then sticking out of the chimney of the house from up like a really Mm. small um, version of it which then flies around and I just, it just looks really funny having his bulbous body bulging out of the top of the house from up. You, you sort of seem keen. I'm struggling with the fact that it's an Incredibles game. That's what I'm struggling with, in all honesty. It feels out of place for for Toy Story characters, particularly Toy Story characters, to be a cameo in a Lego Incredibles game. Mm. I feel like it should be the other way around, you know? Like, you start off with the big old hitters. The cameos are the smaller bit part players like Planes. That's a deep cut. Or Dinosaur. No. That's <laughs> another deep cut what was it <laughs> the good dinosaur the sad dinosaur the good dinosaur yeah yeah well it made it sad but watch my thing. deep cuts are better if i actually get them right aren't they well planes was pretty deep i, I appreciated that one mm. but do you know what i mean like it, it feels silly for buzz to be side character in mm-hmm. in an incredibles game that's what i'm getting at i think that's what my brain's having a problem with within each of the pixar builds you've then got the red bricks now as i'm sure you know from playing lego games the red bricks are the things that give you the add-ons the unlocks Mm. the cheats exactly so we managed to unlock the two times multiply because you literally just find the red brick you pick it up and then it unlocks straight away there's no having to save it to buy it which again is what i think has been done to make this more accessible to younger players so we unlocked the two times multiplier as like our second or third crime wave so then we turn that on straight away and then that's it you then raining through the game yeah, exactly. You sound it sounds to me like you're somewhat critical of that. I was surprised as a seasoned Lego player to just have that two times multiply given to me so easily because I was really expecting to have to save up for it because that's the tradition in the games. Mm. And then in this one, you then there you go, have it unlocked. And then about two or three chromies after that, we then unlocked the ten times multipliers. So then we yeah. have we'll multiply everything times twenty. And it just felt that the game was then offering no challenge whatsoever, which I'm aware in the context of the game we're talking about it shouldn't really be offering a challenge but i think that you're being overly kind on the lego games because this is something that i'm starting to feel about the lego games i think that some of their systems are broken or outdated or Mm. just a bit exhausted a bit tired look tired feeling i was gonna say looking but tired feeling and one of them is this idea that inevitably you're gonna end up with a 192 times multiplier on your studs which every time you pick up a single blue stud or whatever will max out your true hero or true yeah. villain or true whatever it is for the different franchises and we expect that and, and as you said there is a certain arbitrary barrier that they put in place where you have to buy them and, and you have to have a lot of studs to get them or, or whatever yeah but all of that when i actually sit down and think of it think about it which i you've, you're making me do now all of that feels a bit broken to be honest it feels like arbitrary boundaries upon arbitrary boundaries and it maybe needs to rethink 
And then the point at which, like you say, when you get all these multipliers working together, it then becomes a complete joke. And then at yeah. that point, it's then, well, actually, there's no purpose to even have this multiplier because I'm just rinsing the studs so easily. Okay, so there is a certain amount of satisfaction that I feel going from not being able to afford things to being able to splurge on whatever I like because I've got 192 times multiplier and mm-hmm. I can afford everything. And even if I can't, I just go into a level and get millions and millions of studs and then I, I'm fine. Going from zero to, to everything is that's quite a nice sort of endorphin thing yeah i can see that but it it doesn't stop it from it doesn't stop me from feeling as well that it might be a bit of a broken system that they need to overhaul and actually i'm going to say something here and i'd be interested to know how you feel about it what your view (sighs) is on it okay i think i think i'm done with lego games for now and i think that it's gonna need they, they need they need a rethink because they are and I know this wasn't what I said last year, and maybe playing one, <laughs> maybe playing one would change my mind. But they are the same game, just with different, just with different characters. Oh, like 100% even they are. Yeah, and we've been playing that game since two thousand and what two thousand one two thousand. Is it really? Yeah, of course yeah. it is. It Star Wars with the Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've been playing that for fifteen years. If this was Assassin's Creed, which is something that I brought up earlier, people would be losing their shit at how this game hasn't moved on. Mm-hmm. We've done this with so many different franchises over the years. People have lambasted a franchise because it's doing the same thing that it was doing 10 years ago or whatever. We're 15 years into the Lego games and every game might have its little tweaks around the around the edges, but they are, for all intents and purposes, the same experience. Yeah, absolutely. Time and time again. I mean, this one has still got bugs in it. There's been a couple of times where the game's crashed on us and we've had to you know, reload it completely. There's quite a lot of times where and this will make you laugh at me being picky, where subtitles do not match what's being said at all. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I don't know why you think I'd laugh, because that bo- bothers me as well. Yeah. But okay. That I might was, be our you... little quibbles, our little foibles. I actually, Possibly. you know the you know the film Parasite that won the Oscar yes. for Best Film yeah. this year? I rented that off uh, Amazon Prime, whatever, and mm-hmm. we turned it on and watched the first five minutes, had to stop, because the... <laughs> the subtitles even though i don't speak korean there are certain point where this they say english things in those first five minutes so it's mixed into the south korean into the korean mm-hmm. language and the subtitles were off they were coming up and disappearing before the line had been said mm-hmm. and yeah, that put me off to the point where we stopped watching it after five minutes and i had to return it so yeah i i get it i get the pain yeah okay all right then i even found exploring the map earlier today there were these rocks uh, by the water and they just had no collision at all so i was walking through these rocks and it yeah. just looked bad obviously. yeah so do you go shima which i uh, named on my top five for last year yeah one of the things that bugs me about it and i've been i've tried to not let it bug me too much i'm not using that as a pun but it's there <laughs> is that you You can walk through characters. Like, there'll be a character sat on the floor in, like, a cutscene or something, and they have no collision. You just walk through them. Is it a I'd ghost? I'd have that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, that would be okay if they well, were a ghost, but they're not fun. a ghost, unfortunately. So, yeah, that does bother me. The bugs aren't the thing, though. The bugs in LEGO games aren't the thing. I think the system... To me, the bugs are part of it, because there's been bugs in these games ever since they came out, so like, came out in 2005. Yeah, but... So, books- therefore... So, the question is, then, it's a game franchise that you and i have both been playing and enjoying because i love these games for 15 years why is it lego games get such an easy pass for not really change anything i wish i knew 
Do you have any thoughts on that? I'd love to know. I think it's because they're just so damn enjoyable. I really do. I think people yeah. just enjoy playing them so much that they just kind of let them get away with it. Yeah, I think there's possibly part of that. You and me have a certain predilection for just collecting things in games, don't we? Mm, yeah, like if that's you, part if of you get it as given, well. If you get given a set, a set of something, I quite like trying to find the set, although I'm not quite as driven as you are with with those things but there is a certain eclectomania mm. thing with lego games and they're easy enough that that doing everything is doable for pretty much anyone i yeah. like their accessibility i like the fact that i could sit down and play this as you are with somebody young who's who's like first phrase in, into games and they could be having just as much of a good time as i am mm. so there are lots of things going for them but and I, we need to remember, I need to remind myself that they are, we have been talking about this about uh, being sort of kiddies first, whatever. Like this is, th- these are children's games. Yeah. So actually the people that are the main audience, they won't have played Lego Indiana Jones on the Wii 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And therefore, maybe because the primary audience is those kids, we're turning kids over at a massive rate, aren't we? Like we're popping kids out as a as a society phenomenally fast. Mm-hmm. So this year's kids aren't last year's kids. And maybe this year's kids have moved on from Lego. Maybe the problem is that we're thir- in our 30s playing Lego games. Well, I mean, that is a problem, but that's not something to be dissected right now. I don't think. No, maybe not. But do you know what I mean? Like maybe the reason they get given an easy pass because their audience is turning over so fast. Yeah. And their audience isn't fixated. They're not long time Lego players Mm -hmm. like us. Yeah. So maybe that's one of the reasons. But as somebody that recognizes the quality that's in these games and the potential of what these games could be, I'd mm. ju- I'd really like to see something new done with them. I'd really like not just tinkering around the edges, not just adding um, a combat system into one game and then crime spree areas into the next one. You know, like not just tiny little things. I want a ground up overhaul of the whole thing. I want to see something brand new. Not Lego City well, Undercover. Hold on to that, because we can talk about that uh, towards the end when we talk about the Skywalker saga, because I think the Skywalker saga might be the thing you're after for the franchise. Right. Okay. So so I'll just whiz through a couple more points I wanted to talk about related to Lego Incredibles then. Okay. I'll hold my horses. Thank you. The voice acting I had to look into, because I thought the actors from the film had been used for this, or that some of the scenes had been deleted scenes from the film, but they're actually not. It's um, just some very, very talented, I think, voice artists. So the Frozone sounds just like Samuel L. Jackson. The Woody character uses Jim Hanks. We talked about previously being Tom Hanks's Eric is his Aaron boy. Aaron yeah, exactly. Brother. So he pops up in this game again as well. There's some really good red brick unlocks that there's one called the classic mode where it makes it go black and white and or even sepia and grainy it has those uh, vertical lines going down mm. so we turned that on and my daughter said look it looks like an old film from the 1980s which made <laughs> me feel ancient there's also a mode called swing mode where you put it on and it plays the sort of the swing music that's in the Incredibles films mm. so she's really enjoying putting those two modes on together and then this emergent storytelling you've talked about before then pretending that she's the superheroes back when they were they were young and she's oh. using the character creator she's then created young Helen Parr who's Elastigirl and she's then sort of doing these little things where they're, she's in the 1980s in inverted commas and with the swing music the old fashioned effect and then she's going around the city exploring but as 
a young version of Elastigirl, mm. which I, I'm quite enjoying just the creativity and imagination that she's doing with that. So Yeah. I mean, I think you've just made a very good argument for why these games are still what they are, because they allow your daughter or anybody's daughter or anybody's son to play and enjoy them without any without too much stress or fuss about being cutting edge or yeah, too interesting. It's, <laughs> well, essentially, and this is probably quite a trite point to make, it's giving her the tools to make of a Lego set, but not actually physically having it there in front of her. Mm. And she can then just create her own story around the Incredibles world. So today, for example, we were playing two-player and um, I had to go out of the room for something, probably to get a beer or some chocolate or something as it's uh, Christmas. And I came back in and she'd taken the second player and she turned me into Bob Pass. That's Mr. Incredible. It's the the version of him when he's not being a superhero, just Mm. in his his work shirt. And then she'd taken her character and she turns hers. She really likes Violet, who's the the teenage girl who can... Mm invisible she then walked them both to the incredibles house and was then just sat with one controller in one hand and then she was then putting down the picking the and she's doing this little role play where she, it was the two the, the dad and the daughter yeah. having a conversation and this little role play and thing and she was just absolutely absorbed by doing that it was great that, i mean that does sound good i'm gonna be misery guts though and say that's the Go on, then. they haven't designed this game for that have they and i'm oh, not no, saying not at all i'm not saying that she's wrong to do that i'm just saying that they haven't designed that this game thinking kids are going to do this or whatever no uh, there's an argument to be made that they've left the space for it to happen in which case that's a good thing to have done and a good job maybe they were aware that that they'd left that space that potential mm-hmm. <sighs> but i don't know i i mean you make as i say you're making a good case for why these games are what they are when after my little lament that they aren't what i'd like them to be maybe they are right to be what they are my lament for this game is it doesn't feel as polished as lego dc supervillains did yeah so when you're playing two player if one person goes to an area that requires a portal so if you to go to an interior area for example it then walks both of you into that interior area so i could be off doing some collecting over in another area of the map if my daughter then decides she wants to go into edna mode's house and design a character she then walks into the portal to do that and then suddenly both screens fade to black and then we're both there in this character customizer now in lego DC supervillains if she wanted to go to the character customizer she could do that on her screen and I could be off doing whatever I wanted and it, mm. it, it's really jarring yeah for me to be doing something and then suddenly I'm then walked back into this house and it, it, it really takes you out of what you're doing and I find that quite irritating yeah I wonder why they've done that that's a backwards step yeah it, it definitely is I can't imagine that there's any more demand on the system in this game that's than there the, was with DC Supervillains that's the only thing I can think of is the demand on the system now this game came out summer 2018 DC Supervillains yeah. came out in October 2018 so they must have been developed concurrently so yeah. surely but you're they, saying that they were done by two different teams yeah potentially so maybe right there was but then you'd think they'd share information I don't know it's all speculation I guess but it is, it is. I know exactly what you mean it would do my head in and yeah. it has done my head in in previous games so that aspect of play coupled with the bugs etc i think this game is more of a you're gonna hate this thor dark world than a thor ragnarok i'm gonna cut the bit where you got it wrong the first time yes please but now everyone's gonna know that you got it wrong because i've just said that i'm gonna cut it (laughs) and i'm also gonna ask i'm also gonna ask i was really proud of that metaphor Why why are you talking about Thor films in relation to the Incredibles game? I, just, I don't S- you're confusing me. I I'm getting very confused and a bit sad. Okay, it feels like more of a good dinosaur. No, because that's I wouldn't wish that on anyone. It feels more of a cars 2 that no, I don't wish that on anyone either. It 
it feels more like a... I can't really think of good or bad ones. I can't think of any Pixar films That's in okay. the middle. There are middling Pixar films. Onward. Onward is a middling Pixar film. Yeah, I love Onward, But you don't though. think so. That's fine. Actually, Ev- Good Dinosaur, looks- I, I'd say The Good Dinosaur is a middling Pixar film. I thought that was a lot yeah, better than people terrible. said it was. I know you did, yeah. And Cars 2 might be a middling Pixar film. I don't like it, but... I think Co- probably other people Coco, do. But I, I can't stand Coco. Oh, I think Coco's brilliant. It made me cry mm. a lot. And I actually don't think... I, I've watched it once and I don't know if I could watch it again. Yes, yeah, Because fair. I know what it's going to do to me. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave, we'll leave my Thor metaphor in then. No, I'm, it's staying in. All of that's staying yeah. in. <laughs> my, my waffle and getting it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so that's my, uh, my summary of the game. So... We talked part way through about the Skywalker saga, which is due to come out in a couple yeah, of months. Yeah, which I think you told me about last time we talked about mm. Le- a Lego game. But I have completely forgotten why it sounded so interesting. So oh, remind I'm, me. I'm very excited for this game. Well, firstly, it's the first Lego game to come out since Lego DC Supervillains. They've been working on this for over two years now. Mm. Because we got into a bit of a situation where the Lego games were being churned out like two or three yeah. a year. And two or three a I've, year? Yeah, it was at one point. Bloody hell, that sounds horrendous. Well, like I said about the, this game coming out with DC Supervillains three months later, whereas they clearly slowed down in order to, I suppose, focus on the Skywalker saga. It's all nine main Star Wars films, which you and I are both quite ambivalent about, really. Mm. But they've done it a bit like you said about the Jurassic World Lego game. I have watched all nine Star Wars films now, which was not the case when we talked about DC supervillains. Right, and? Um, they're better than I think they are, but I don't think they're kids' films. Yeah, I think that's fair. Even the, the prequels, one, two, and three, even they are better than I thought they were. But they're still very boring, and a lot of it is, like, politics and politicking. Yeah, I was going to say that the first film has a a lot of stuff about taxes, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, it's all (laughs) about the taxation of different planets, and I think the opening sequence in the first film is the two Jedis, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. They're off to a planet to try and break a deadlock that is some kind of uh, tax problem, like someone doesn't want to pay their tax. So they've sent in the, the heavies, the Jedis. It's a very strange set of films but there are some interesting things in it so yeah i'm I'm, if anything i'm more enthused about star wars now than i was a year ago it does the thing that you talked about with lego jurassic world where you can play through any in any order at at any point Mm. and you could as you said about jurassic world you could start one of the films then think actually i'm going to jump in and do this one and the other one said, and that's fine. I also think they've been quite cagey about this, about what they've released. It seems to be like an open world thing, as well, but like open, like galaxies. You can go to this planet and yeah. do this. You can go to this like planet no and do Man's this. Like No Man's Sky Lego. Yeah, exactly. They've talked about some of the different jobs you could do. So you could do a bit of farming, I think. You can do a bit of, you could become a bounty hunter. You could do this. You can do missions for people. I think the scope of it sounds exciting. It yeah. sounds like they're like you wanted they're taking the nuts and bolts of the lego games and they're just going to take it into a, a whole new direction which is what i'm looking forward to really yeah they're they're breath of the wilding lego games mm. sounds good if they do if they really are giving it a massive overhaul then i'm well up for that and yeah. it will be the right set of games to do it with as well because they started with star wars and then they can, exactly. they can uh, take it in that. a new direction with star wars i'll watch out for that with bated breath hopefully it works out i'm not yeah. wrong though am i like as an adult playing lego games uh, we've been adults for all intents and purposes for the entire time that lego games have been around yeah definitely i when the first one came out in 2005 i did feel a bit if i'm a bit wrong playing it oh, i didn't i didn't worry about anything like that 
I bought the first one, Lego Star Wars, in 2007 or something, second hand from Granger Games in, in Sheffield, if you right. remember that on the Mal. I bought that, well, no problems. I bought more childish games than that as mm. an adult. Uh, I don't, don't have any hang-ups about that. But yeah, as, as an adult, I think I want more from the games than they're ever... I've wanted for a long time more from the games than they've been willing to give. Mm-hmm. And the last time I was really wowed by one was the transition to open worlds, sort of Harry Potter, but yeah. more so the Hobbit games. So Lord of the Rings, mm. Lego Lord of the Rings was, was the last time I was really sort of taken aback yeah, by that, a game. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I enjoyed that yeah. one. And well, then the, since the, then, the when was that, like things. 2010? Oh, that was... 2012, yeah. Lego Lord of the Rings. Is it really? Yeah, Why so not? eight years ago. Eight years since they've really heaved up the series. Skywalker Saga is on my to buy a list for this year so right, well you buy I'm sure it around april time we'll probably do an episode about that bloody hell that about sounds that? like too much lego if i'm honest but we'll see <laughs> all right i'll leave it till june time then how about yeah that? all right then. okay all right you'll have plenty of time to play it through this old lockdown that we're gonna be going into <laughs> lockdown 12 <laughs> lockdown lockdown yeah 12 god i can't believe lockdown we're in 12 <laughs> locked down again no mm. that doesn't work no look who's locked down again oh. like like look who's talking lockdown two judgment day. we'll have to work on these and then do a few next yeah. week yeah all right we'll workshop them between now and then good idea i'll text you a few over so it's your episode next week it's so we usually ask you've brought this game because you recommend it to people presumably i'm, I'm recommending it with caveats just i don't feel quite as wowed about this one as I did with Lego DC Supervillains but I still think it's a very good game very and enjoyable and you're still having a good time and in particular yeah. I think you're having a good time playing it with your daughter yeah precisely I think it's that, who is a young it's that it's child friendly enough to make it that give it the edge a bit more over DC Supervillains okay cool thanks I'm not going to play it <laughs> no I didn't think you would <laughs> Thanks for joining us for our first episode of 2021. We will be back with another one next week. It won't be a Lego game, so cool. make of that what you will. If you, in the in the meantime, want to have a chat with us about anything, any episode that you've listened to, then please, especially this one, since it's, it's the end of this one that I'm talking to you from, please do come and find us on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. Tweet, tweet us on Facebook. Mm, maybe or don't. Something. Oh. Yeah, don't tweet Facebook, Facebook is on Twitter. Mm worse youtubers on instagram stop myspace us on no the don't, don't use myspace <laughs> myspace is on neopets if that's still a thing at the moment <laughs> come find us say hello we'll say hello back and uh, maybe have a little chat thank you ever so much and goodbye thanks for listening bye